What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Jose here at the First Round by Podcast, accompanied by my boy, Mr. Sauce. What is going on, one and all? Welcome to yet another episode, episode 37. And if you haven't yet watched them, go back and take a look at the last two episodes where we talked about the fantasy value, I guess, uh, our top five-ish and sleepers of uh, fantasy football for the quarterback and the running back positions. Uh, so go watch those episodes if you haven't yet or watch them after this episode. doesn't really matter. It's in a playlist or it's going to be in a playlist by the time you guys see this. But yeah, so episode 37, we are talking about the wide receiver group. Um, and obviously, just like with, with all the others, if you haven't played fantasy football, and this one is based off of uh, PPR leagues. So, because we're both in PPR leagues. Uh, so, just make sure that uh, you take that into account. And also, make sure you just take into account that this is just purely our opinion. We're, neither one of us are, are experts. At least, I'm not getting paid to do any of this stuff yet. But I'm probably not going to. I'm not smart <laughs> enough to do that. But anyway, so, I've got, uh, I got a top five wide receivers. And then, I've got, I think, three sleepers. But what do you have? Uh, I actually have top five and three sleepers. Three, oh, yeah. So we both have three sleepers. Yeah. If you have not yet, like I said, check out the other episodes first and then come back to this one so that you can get the full array of this little fancy football topic since it's right around the corner. But with that being said, our top five wide receivers starting out. Uh, who do you got at number five? So, and this was a little bit tough for me. Like oh, it was my, super like, tough for me. Yeah, so my number five wide receiver for PPR, mm -hmm. my personal opinion, is Mr. Justin Jefferson. And the reason why I have him as my number five is, well, first of all, you can't deny his talent. You oh, saw absolutely. what he did last year. You saw what he did his freshman, or his freshman, his rookie year as well. Right. Uh, the only thing that kind of hurts me is Kirk Cousin being Kirk Cousins being his quarterback. Dude, like it kills me. The thing about it is though, he's been able to do what he's been doing with Kirk Cousins. Right. So I mean, that's not really what's the right word I'm looking for. A negative. A negative, or like a, I guess too big of a factor because he's doing yeah, yeah, what he's yeah. doing with Kirk Cousins. Right. Right. But I feel like eventually that's going to catch up to him. Right. Right. But obviously, Justin Jefferson, you saw, like I said earlier, you you guys have seen what he's been doing. He's a freaking monster. He gets open. Doesn't matter if you double team him or whatever. He's going to gonna find a way he to get open. He is nasty. And he, he was kind of tough for me to put at my, at my five. But Did you want to put him higher or lower? Probably higher. Higher? He could be higher, but I don't know. Like I said, Kirk Cousins really right. put a dent in my, in my, uh, in my thought process. But right. like I mentioned in the previous episode, if you watched that, According to Justin Jefferson, the the Vikings are going to a pass first offense this year. Oh Lord! So that obviously will benefit Justin Jefferson if that is true. Well, the coaches they know a whole hell of a lot more about that squad than we do. So if they trust Kirk Cousins to do it, uh, I, we talked off camera about it, and I told him I was like, "Listen, the only the only thing that I've noticed is that they haven't gotten anywhere right. with it. They haven't had any, or at least they haven't gone very far in the playoffs with Kirk Cousins." So. Uh, rip Peruskis to that idea. Rip Peruskis. Uh, that's right. Soon to be on the merch page. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my number five, Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel. Okay. Uh, part of the reason why is because he is such a utility. 
and everybody already knows he's got the talent and everything. Yeah, he had the, those issues with the uh, with the Niners and everything, with the contract talks and the contract extension and everything. Everything's kind of pointing toward it being resolved for the most part, at least resolved to the point where he's going to be a factor. And, of course, it, it wouldn't have even mattered if he got traded. It doesn't matter. Uh, Debo Samuel is Debo Samuel. Uh, he's got the running. He's got the uh, pass catching. He's going to get you a bunch, a bunch of points. So that's why I have him in my in my top five. So let me piggyback off of that. So I'm going to be honest with you. I He was a hell of a player this past year, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I didn't even put him in my top five. Reason being is because he was – the reason why, as far as I'm concerned – the the reason why he wanted out of San Francisco was because he's he was being used as a running back yes. as well. Yes. And honestly, a lot of the points that he was getting was because he was being used as a running back. Right. So, so you don't think that they're going to use him as much as a running back? Well, I don't think so because he was requesting a trade for that reason. Mm-hmm. And the 49ers ended up keeping him and not trading him. So I feel like they kind of came to a mutual agreement where they right. weren't going to utilize him in the backfield like they were this past season. So right. I feel like that's going to equal to less touches you know what i mean yeah well i, I feel like that was going to equal less touches running back wise but i feel right. like that's going to give him more touches wide receiver wise right and I, and i can see what you're saying but yeah. at the personally i feel like he's not going to have as good as a year as what he did last year for that yeah. specific no I, reason. I i can agree with that for sure but he for me I've, i would pick him in the top 10 I would put him in the top 10 receivers Absolutely. for sure, but Absolutely. not in my top five. Uh, but I also put a lot more stock into uh, the utility aspect of it, I right. think, so which is which is evident in, in my quarterback selections and stuff like that. So uh, who is your number four? So my number four will be Mr. Jamar Chase. Obviously, his rookie four, season okay. was outstanding. You can't deny it. He was right there neck to neck with Justin Jefferson, talent-wise, his rookie season. Uh, and obviously, you got Joe Burrow playing the way that he's playing. Uh, and I Lights and like kind of like what I said on our quarterback episode is I don't think Joe Burrow is going to slow down. If anything, he's going to stay the same, or if not, obviously improve. Uh, so what comes with Joe Burrow improvement? Jamar Chase improvement. That's right. So and like I said, he's only been in the league for one year, so he's only going to go uphill from here. Oh, absolutely. And I don't think he's going to have. I don't think he's going to have a sophomore slump. So uh, I think he's going to be a damn good receiver this year. Of course, he's going to get even better connection with uh, Joey B even though they did play in college together as well. Absolutely. But Jamar Chase could have actually been higher on my list, but um, you'll see why I didn't put him higher on my list, right. I guess. So you got him at number four? Number four. I've got uh, – I actually have Justin Jefferson at number four. Okay. Uh, and literally, same thing. I actually have it written down. I don't trust Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. I, I don't trust him at all, but you cannot deny – kind of, I mean, it's pretty much just echoing what you said. You can't deny that talent and everything. Uh, the offense, especially if it's going pass first, then that's, that makes his value even higher. But, like I said, it's so tough to uh, to trust Kirk Cousins. But, like you said, they've been making it work. So, uh, who do you got at number three? So, my number three is, and this was, like I said, this was a little tough for me. Uh, so, my number three is Stephon Diggs. And the reason why okay. I have Stephon Diggs as number three is, well, for one, he's he's been a hell of a receiver for the past mm-hmm. four or five years. Uh, he does have uh, Josh Allen throwing him the ball, and I mean they've already kind of uh, made Built that chemistry. Uh, they, they, yeah. yeah, they have that connection already. So they're it's not like he's on a new team. They they know each other. They they know Josh Allen knows when to hit Stephon Diggs whenever he's on route or whatever. So that's why he made it. He made it to my top three. He has good hands, a good route runner. Uh, you could say he's one of the better route runners in the league. He is for uh, sure. Veteran player, so he knows what to do. Uh, top three for sure. 
interesting that you say that on a pass um, heavy on a pass heavy uh, offense. Right. So I'm actually gonna spoil a little bit of of my list. I don't actually have Stefan Diggs in my top five. Interesting. And part of the reason why is because even though so Josh Allen, if you didn't watch the previous episode and stuff, mm-hmm. I'll give you a hint. Josh Allen was my number one. Mm-hmm. And so, but part of the reason why is because. He distributes the ball so much mm-hmm. to so many other players that it makes it really, really tough whenever the whenever you got someone like him or even Patrick Mahomes or just all these other quarterbacks that like to distribute out the ball pretty evenly and stuff. That's why it made it really hard for me to choose Stefan Diggs. But obviously the talent is there. But my number three was actually uh, Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of the reason why it was kind of hard to put that there, but... The only other reason why I did it is because obviously Devontae Adams is a monster. He is an absolute freak as a wide receiver. And um, going back to the, they went to Fresno together, right? Uh, in the car. Yeah, 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 correct. Okay. So he's back with his old college quarterback. We've yet to see how well that connection is going to be. However, even though Derek Carr isn't super flashy or anything like that, Derek Carr is still a pretty good quarterback. He's still, I would say, probably top 15 ish. Um, he's kind of a middle of the road quarterback, but I think that him and Devonte Adams can, can make each other better. And so because of that, um, and that plus you've got all those other, you've got, um, the other weapons that the, that the Raiders have and everything, but Devonte Adams is going to be a focal point of that offense, especially since he's got that connection with Derek Carr. So that's why I put him at number three. Okay. I can respect that. Um, my turn for number two. Yes. Right. Yeah. So my number two. Devontae Adams. So reason <laughs> I got, I mean, awesome. you pretty much already spoke for me. So Devontae Adams, he's just, he, he's a raw talent. Very rarely does he drop passes. Oh, yeah. Uh, kind of like what I said about Stephon Diggs. He's mm-hmm. a great route runner. He's a good red zone threat. Uh, catches anything he throws. But then again, he's also been playing with Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Can he do the same? Can he repeat that same success with Derek Hart? I don't know. We'll, we'll have yet to see. Yes, they went to college together. But, I mean, that was, what, seven, eight years ago? Right. Uh, they're gonna have to reconnect, re re whatever, regroup. Uh, but like I said, Devontae Adams, I do have him at number two. He is a hell of a receiver, and I feel like in that division, whenever you got the Chiefs, the Chargers, and who am I missing? Chiefs, Chargers, the Broncos. Broncos. So yeah. there's gonna be a lot of neck to neck games, a lot of pass heavy games. So obviously, you throw the Raiders in the mix. So I feel like they're gonna be a pass heavy team as well. Oh yeah. Um. So I feel like they're gonna be like. I don't know. I feel like they're going to pass the ball a lot. Derek oh, yeah. Carr's going to have to pass the ball got, a lot. They've got Darren Waller. And they've Darren got Waller, Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. Uh, and I don't even know what other uh, receivers that, they have. And they still they just have a lot of weapons. Right. So, I don't know. That's why I put uh, Devontae Adams as my number two. It, it made it kind of easy for me to also put him in there because I don't know if I – I think I remember telling you about that, that press conference he had where he was talking about what, what made him choose the Raiders and everything like that. And um, he was he's a Raider fan growing up. And so I think adding in all that hype and all that excitement, plus you got that big-ass uh, money deal and everything, I think he's going to be really good. So my number two actually was Jamar Chase. And just because of the fact that, obviously, kind of like what you said, a uh, great connection with Joe, Joe Burrow, they're both going to be ascending. And that's part of the reason why I put him at number two is because he had an incredible rookie season. And I think he's just going to get better. The only reason why why it was kind of tough for me to also put him at number two was because of uh, T. Higgins, because uh, T. Higgins is also like on the on the ESPN thing. He was a top ten wide receiver. 
So I and Joe Burrows, he's got tons of different toys to play with and stuff, but they got that special connection. So that's why I went with him at number two. And lastly, at number one, I'm 99.9% sure we have the exact same person at number one. AJ Brown. I'm just kidding. Uh, Christian Kirk, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Obviously, uh, the past couple years, he's been blowing it up, especially the last year. God. Uh, Matthew Stafford, the new sheriff in town, he's been lighting it, or he lit it up last year. Yep. And, and Cup just got his bag. Yeah, he yeah he just got his bag, and I feel like they're literally just going to repeat what they did mm-hmm. last year. Uh, I mean, he might not have the freaking record-breaking season that he had last year. He's going to have a damn good season. But he's going to have a good season, like Sossman said. But Cooper Cup, you can't go wrong <laughs> With him, with picking Cooper Cup number one, uh, the first wide receiver, I should say, off the board. Yeah. But Cooper Cup, pick I him. Think, I think he's definitely worthy of top five pick. Oh, easily. Top three. Top three. Yeah. Yeah. No, I could see that for sure. Top three if you're playing PPR, especially. Yeah. And that that's why we also said PPR because <laughs> Cooper Cup is a PPR god. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, real quick, we're going to go through um, our sleepers. Okay. So, um, actually, since we both did that, um, I'll, I'll just throw out one of my first sleepers. Okay. Tyreek Hill. Okay. So, yeah, I know. I, I saw that face. The only reason why I have him as a sleeper is because he's still going to get his stats. He's going to get his stats. He's he's nasty. He is an absolutely nasty player. Granted, they have a ton of weapons on that Miami team, but he was bitching and moaning the entire last season about getting targets and everything. And so, of course, they just paid him a shit ton of money. They're going to get him the ball. Mm-hmm. And they're going to get him the ball quite a bit. Granted, I, I don't feel comfortable putting him uh, probably just outside the top 10. Mm-hmm. But I definitely, I would, I kind of classify him as a sleeper because of the fact that I don't put him in the top 10. Right. So, uh, who's one of your sleepers? So, I'm just going to piggyback <laughs> off what you said. Yeah. So, I wouldn't put him as a sleeper just because, for me, a sleeper is is someone that's, not even supposed to get recognized as a top receiver. Does that make sense, I guess? Well, but he also is going to a brand new situation. Right, but it is Tyreek Hill, though. I mean, that's just the way that I see it. Like, Tyreek Hill is Tyreek Hill. Like, he's going to do his thing. Like, yeah, a lot of it's going to depend on who's throwing him the rock, but I don't know. Uh, But I do like that. I do feel like Tyreek Hill is going to do his thing. But one of my sleepers, and I have three, one of my sleepers is Michael Pittman Jr., that's uh, wide, actually one of my sleepers as well. Why re- and we can both hit on this. So yep. wide rec- one of the wide receivers for the Colts. And obviously they brought in Matt Ryan. Obviously he's not in his prime anymore, but he's still a good quarterback, a veteran presence. And I feel like he's just, I feel like he's just going to elevate Michael Pittman's oh, game. Oh, yeah. And he played pretty well under uh, Carson, Carson Wentz last year. Yep. So keep him on your radar. If he's uh, available towards the end of the rounds, middle of the rounds, don't be afraid to pick up Michael Pittman. Oh, uh, yeah. I feel like he's, this is going to be his breakout year, honestly. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And I would probably look at him more as like a wide receiver too. But he, like you said, dude's got immense amount of talent. He He's going to be one of the focal points, especially since they're more than likely going to be accessing that, that play-action pass. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be the reception the receiver i guess of a lot of deep bombs i'm sure um he he's just he's a phenomenal talent and he's one of the better talents at wide receiver on that squad so mm-hmm. i think it's hilarious that we had that we both picked him right that's the second time in the series that we both picked uh the same sleeper right uh so actually i'm curious who's your third sleeper so i have two other ones oh yeah four no i have three oh, you got three my bad so I one of my other ones that. is actually mike williams 
So okay. I feel like he's getting overlooked a lot just because of Keenan Allen. You yeah. got to remember Keenan Allen. I think he might be in his early 30s. Or yes, late he's 20s. getting up there. He might be like 31 or something. But he's getting older. Keenan Allen, he he's a hell of a talent, obviously. He's been great. Uh, but like I said, he's getting older. Michael Williams, he did step up a bunch last year, and I feel oh, like yeah. he's only going to get better. I do feel like Mike Williams is going to be wide receiver one in the Chargers organization. Uh, so if it was up to me, I would honestly probably pick Mike Williams before Keenan Allen. I could see that for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure, absolutely. No, uh, Mike Williams, he's he's a great talent. Great talent. Yeah, Plus, a good he, vertical. He, he, yeah, he high points the ball, and he's a great red zone threat. So uh, he's definitely going to be getting a lot of looks. If they if they don't bomb it out then in the red zone, they're going to give him a ton of looks and stuff. Like so I, I said, like that one. Like I said, on a pass heavy offense. Yeah. So my so my actual my last sleeper is going to be Amon Ross St. Brown. And part of the reason why I chose him is because um, I think I, I told you about it last season. Last season, I was I was it was rough with injuries, mm-hmm. and I was looking on the waiver wire, saw a Monroe St. Brown available, took a flyer on him, and that fool brought me to the championship. So I definitely appreciate him. I got to put some respect on his name because he every single game, even though even though the Lions were absolutely dog shit for most of the year, every single game <laughs> he was he was putting up tons and tons of points. Like reception wise, uh, they could be in a blowout and stuff, and he'd still get six receptions for like 80 yards yeah so um i i think he's definitely a good wide receiver two or wide receiver three yeah i like that pick uh and i remember i think it was during the playoffs you showed me your lineup yep and i think i told you i was like dude why are you playing him and i think i gave you shit for it and you i was did. like dude put this other guy i think it was i forgot what other wide receiver but i was like you need to put this other guy in and then yeah. you ended up leaving him in the lineup, and I forgot how many points he got you, but he yeah. he, he blew much, up. He, he gave you a good amount of points. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's a good pick. No, I I really like it too. Mm-hmm. All right, so quickly moving on, we're gonna just touch on real quick. Wait, wait, wait! I got one oh. more sleeper. Oh, you did my bad. So my last sleeper would be Marquise Marquise Hollywood Brown. So Interesting. a lot okay. of people are forgetting about this cat. So. The only reason that he didn't live up to his potential in Baltimore was because of his quarterback. And no disrespect to Lamar Jackson. You know I love Lamar Jackson, but yeah. he's not a pass-first quarterback. That's why it's such, a, such an interesting take to hear from you on no, that. No, but that's what I'm saying, though. He's not a pass-first quarterback. Like, he's a dual-setter quarterback. He, right. He'll run you the ball. But, right. I mean, he's not like a Justin Herbert, Joey Burrow, no, I can Tom Brady, that, Matthew Stafford sure. type of quarterback. For sure. So now that he's with the, with the, with the Cardinals... Yeah, Kyler Murray is also a dual threat. He, he runs a ball like Lamar Jackson as well, but he has a better arm than Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And they also played college ball together at OU. They so did. you connect, you put them both in there, and he's going to blow up. DeAndre Hopkins is on a six-game suspension, mm-hmm. so he's going to slide into that wide receiver one role. So honestly, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, pick his ass up early if you can. Uh, he's going to blow up. I'm telling you, he's going to blow up. I know he is. I, I do like that pick, especially with the uh, with the suspension coming up and everything uh kind of like kind of like what you said though i i guess i just don't have a lot of faith in kyler murray uh especially toward the end of the season last season he really shit the bed mm-hmm. so um and basically obviously it's one of those things where it's like the last thing um uh, recent memory mm-hmm. so um but i do i do like his prospects with kyler murray more so than with lamar jackson uh especially since he also is not going to be the uh the the whole focal point of it like because he's well for a while he is going to be especially since he's going to step into that wide receiver one role 
but they they've got other they've got other talents there to kind of take the load off him. So I I do I can agree with that. I think that he'll he'll blow up. Right. And I do want to cut this episode short here pretty soon or cut it whatever. But another name that I wanted to throw out there that I didn't write on my list is C.D. Lamb. They did mm-hmm. get rid of uh, Amari Cooper. Yep. Uh, so C.D. Lamb's going to slide into that uh, wide receiver one status. Great, Which route. he was already kind of sliding into throughout the season. Right. Great route runner, good hands. Um, and I feel like that Prefsa and him are going to connect really well this upcoming season. Uh, so C.D. Lamb, keep him on your radar. Uh, I feel like he's going to have a breakout year for sure. Absolutely. And with that being said, guys, we're going to go ahead and uh, end this episode. And on the next one, and we're adding in the t- tight ends as well on that episode. So, because we wanted to try to keep these short and sweet so that you guys can really, really take in and enjoy these episodes. So, right. um, let us know what you guys think about the wide receivers and everything, what we chose and everything. Uh, and with that being said, just go check out firstroundby.com and watch this whole series because it's been a lot of fun for us. So, we want to hear from you guys. But with that being said, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace.